You saw uh, ISS, the International Space Station. Yes, what? I saw ISS, a, a, a science fiction thriller directed by uh, Gabriella Cop- Cowperthwaite. Uh, she's mostly a documentary filmmaker. She directed uh, the film Blackfish back in 2013, which uh, uh, received a BAS- BAFTA nomination for uh, Best Director. She's done one other narrative feature film before, but it was called uh, The Grab, which I saw a little bit before i uh saw this movie it's not very good but here you have a group of astronauts both russian and american all living together on the international space station doing research and such when one day a nuclear war breaks out on the surface of earth and the american astronauts receive a message from their government to take control of the iss no matter the cost and what ensues is a game of cat and mouse where it has some fantastic tension building, great use of claustrophobia, what you're seeing in the trailer here, using this confined space, the effects to create the feeling of being in zero gravity. It's impressive considering that this movie doesn't really have a budget. All of the cast you have in here is fantastic, especially it's very grounded by Ariana DeBose, who's playing a different kind of character from uh, the one she received an Oscar nomination for for West Side Story. But you also have fantastic supporting cast like a Chris Messina, uh, Pilu Asbeck from uh, Game of Thrones, John Gallagher Jr., who was in uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. And rounding out the cast is Costa uh, Ronan, who was in uh, The Americans, and uh, Maria Mashkova, who is playing the other uh, female Russian scientist on board. Where this movie works really well is in its uh, tension building and its claustrophobia. And there is one set piece in here that is outside of the space station where you have one of them doing a spacewalk and it is it is an intense 15 minutes it's the absolute highlight of the movie but sadly nothing else really lives up to it while you have uh, great performances by this entire cast and you got to spend a little bit of time with them before the inciting incident happens where you feel the bond and the chemistry between them you have you know they're all uh living on board the station so they're have this rule where, okay, we don't talk politics on board the ship. Whatever our government's doing, fuck all that. We're, we all live together. We're all, we're all good friends. And seeing this from Ariana DeBose's character's perspective, because she is the newest member on board. But sadly, not enough time is spent with the characters to make you care when the paranoia sets in and when they do start betraying each other. I feel like this movie would have been better served if it were more ambiguous, because the movie gives it right away gives it away pretty quickly that the Russian team also got the exact same orders. And I feel like it would have worked better if it was a little bit more ambiguous. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. and considering uh, the ending of this movie, it involves a character turn that I don't think was uh, really well set up uh, given what we know about what little we know about the characters and an ending that ultimately doesn't make a whole ton of sense. I'm not going to give it away uh, in this review. I still had an okay time with this movie. I love the performances. I love the, uh, the set piece that's set out in the middle of space. But as far as like January dump releases, this is, eh, it's pretty mid. Mm. 
Uh, I was going to ask, uh, so how does this compare to other space drama films? Maybe like something like Gravity, uh, Interstellar, uh, something like that. Like, how does it compare to like other space kind of dramas? Kind of. I feel like with uh, with ISS, it is kind of exploring a little bit more grounded themes in uh, in this movie compared to stuff like Interstellar or compared to Gravity. Uh, and I kind of liked the direction it was going. It's just I feel like in the execution, it kind of falls short. Mm. How does the movie look? Because I'm seeing I'm trying to find the budget. I'm seeing it's twenty two million dollars to budget here. If it was $22 million, it is very impressive for how they pull it off. Because this is not using a whole ton of CG. I mean, you do in the major set piece on the spacewalk segment. And all of it looks fairly seamless. It's kind of incredible that this movie has this low of a budget. And it looks as good as it does, considering last year we had so many, like, 200 to 300 million dollar blockbusters that all had shit cgi yeah i'll read from chitter he's uh referenced mm. interstellar he says uh <laughs> interstellar here he says are you saying love doesn't solve every problem by the end no <laughs> Interesting. okay no if anything it's a liability in this movie because mm. you do have a you do have kind of a intermingling between uh american and russian characters on board the space station which you know you're living in that confined of space there's you know yeah things happen oh. okay so going back to the russians it seems like a long time it was the chinese that we were doing like they were the movie <laughs> villains now it's going back to the russians again okay <laughs> All right. uh, yeah it, it's nothing i mean even on the iss there are kind of uh, a lot of uh, mixed mixed nationalities of crew members that uh end up working and living on board the station so it 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 really didn't uh it doesn't really register. It that part of it didn't really register for me. Mm, okay. So, what would be your rating for ISS? Uh, well, I am, I am dogging on this movie a lot in that it is really falling short of its potential as far as being like a very, very quiet, very intense thriller. I still liked so much about this that I can't give it anything less than I'd say a very low stream it. Uh, purely for uh, the performances, the use of the cinematography, the effects that they are getting in this movie, purely off of this low budget, how kind of grounded and lived in the ISS feels. Um, the amazing set piece that is, uh, that is on uh, during the spacewalk segment, the incredible visual of the earth on fire as this is going on. But character but i feel like this movie either needed to be longer or it needed to spend more time with the with the characters so that when they start betraying each other it gives the movie some emotional weight or leave it a little bit more ambiguous with the uh, actors it's like was that an accident or was that intentional mm. okay so a low streaming for mm -hmm. iss Netflix. okay oh, all right and this movie it's a Pretty short movie. It's only an hour and 35. <laughs> Quick watch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was very thankful for that because I've been working very long days this uh, last week and it's only going to get worse. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, And you fell because that's why you fell asleep in Ferrari. Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like Hollywood. You can make movies under two hours. Please, yeah. for the love of God. 
Yeah, Ferrari. Was please good. get back to that, please. <laughs> yeah, two hours and eleven minutes. Not not everything needs to be three hours long. Yeah. Um. So yeah. All right. It's pretty nice review. I'm I'm gonna check it out. This probably this weekend. Um. Yeah. And then sometime this week I'm gonna be checking it out. Uh, also, sometime next week I plan on doing maybe since I'm off for ten days I'm gonna hmm. probably maybe do a t- twenty four hour stream. Maybe. Hey. So Ooh. Do the, the celebration Ooh. for the one k. Uh, subscribers, Ooh. and then also uh, celebrate Twitch. We just crossed 300 followers there. So we there we go. Let's go. Um, so yeah, we did that. So next is 400. Got to get the 400 uh, followers there on Twitch. Um, let's see. Raven from Maturity said the success of Lord of the Rings made that runtime requirement for all films. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was funny enough. I was gonna send uh, you a video. Damn today. you, Peter Jackson. <laughs> Um, Captain Midnight, he did a recent video there about what happened to Peter Jackson. It's like, yeah, you don't really see Peter Jackson that much anymore. I wonder what happened. Like last the thing Hob- I've seen the Hobbit trilogy, that's what happened. Well, <laughs> he's also moved on to doing more documentarian hmm. things, which yeah. um actually using. He's like, I'm tired of big Hollywood. I'm actually gonna hmm. just archive things. And that's why he made the the fantastic documentary. Uh you they will not be forgotten, which is a World War One colorization oh. and improvement. Oh, right. That, that was fantastically done. And then using that technology, he then made uh, the Beatles seven hour get back documentary, yeah. which using that technology, they were able to uh, help and finish one of John Lennon's songs that uh, had been um, laboring. And basically since the 90s, they've been trying to do it. And uh, it's the last official Beatles song that has technically all four Beatle members in it. Yeah. Even though um, George Harrison passed. I've been meaning to watch that. Um, it's just that seven hours. You know, oh, seven yeah. It, it's, it's, it's split yeah. between like two and a half hour, two 40 minute segments each. So, but yeah, it, it's, it's very interesting. But yeah, uh, he spared no expense on their um, <laughs> techniques. And uh, it's really impressive. Just how uh, much he's improving archiving the archiving process. Yeah, Brave Maturity said, would love to see him do a low budget horror movie and go back to his roots. Yeah, back when he did, mm-hmm. what was that movie called? Brain Dead? Oh, oh yeah, uh, Brain Dead. Brain Dead, The Frighteners. Yeah. The Frighteners, yeah. He yeah. Did do that, that might be, yeah, it might be some, but yeah, Peter Jackson, yeah. Um, legendary director there. 